When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today I want to find the best dividend aristocrat of the last decade. There are 65 dividend aristocrats today, but some of these current aristocrats were not part of this elite dividend stock list 10 years ago. Matter of fact, 20 of the current 65 dividend aristocrats were added to the list at some point during the last decade. The dividend aristocrat list is continually changing, as new companies hit the 25-year dividend growth milestone, and others falter or drop off the list. What I will be doing today is taking a look at each of the current 65 dividend aristocrats, to see which of them would have been the best investment had you started X months ago or years ago. I'm hoping to find a few dividend aristocrats that continually pop up amongst the top. And perhaps if these companies were the best in the past, maybe there are still good investments today. More on that later, and now without further ado, let's dive in. First up we are looking at the past 3 months, which were August, September and October. And the best dividend aristocrat to own during the last 3 full months was Lowe's, with a 21.78% return. It was very close though, as Albermalley had a 21.77% return. Just one basis point separating these two aristocrats, and both have a phenomenal 3-month return. I would even be glad to have such a high annual return consistently. The third best 3-month return goes to Chubb, with 16.3%, which is more than a 5% drop-off. Chevron and Exxon finish out the top 5 with a 14.01% and 13.68% returns. Four more dividend aristocrats rocked a cool double-digit return during the last 3 months. They were S&P Global, People's United, Cintas, and NextEra Energy. But all wasn't rosy for the dividend aristocrats during the past 3 months. 27 dividend aristocrats would have actually lost you money, had you chosen to invest in them at the beginning of August. And the worst of the bunch was Cardinal Health, that lost 18.69% from August through October. IBM was also a pretty sore loser, shedding 10.22%. Before we get too depressed here looking at these losses, let's stretch out the time period to the year-to-date return through month at August. The best dividend aristocrat this year has been Nucor, with a 112.73% return, more than doubling investors' money. The next best return this year doesn't even come close. Albermalley is up 70.88%, which is also a phenomenal 10-month return, but it's more than 40% less than Nucor's return. In third place we have Exxon with a 63.85% return. Fourth is West Pharma with a 51.97% return. And fifth is Target with a 48.6% return. 2021 will certainly go down as one of the best years of the last decade for many dividend aristocrats. Eight more dividend aristocrats have a 40% plus year-to-date return. Seven dividend aristocrats are up over 30%. Nine are up more than 20%. Twelve more have a double-digit gain. And 13 have a positive return of less than 10%, which leaves only 11 dividend aristocrats that are in the red this year. That's actually a very good breakdown, unless you happen to own a bunch of the losers. In case you're wondering who the losers are, in order from the worst to the least worst, they are Clorox, McCormick & Company, Brown Foreman, VF Corporation, Colgate-Palmolive, Cardinal Health, Hormel, AT&T, Becton Dickinson, Atmos Energy, and Kimberly-Clark. Okay, let's move out to the last trailing year, which includes the last two months of 2020. If you recall, the end of last year was a pretty good time for the stock market. And I presume many of the dividend aristocrats will have excellent one-year trailing returns. The best dividend aristocrat to own during the past one full year was Albermalley that earned a cool 171.18% return, almost tripling your money. The second best return of the past year is Nucor, with 138.73% return. And one more dividend aristocrat rocked more than 100% return during this time. 
and they are none other than Exxon with 111.93% return. A very healthy return from this oil giant that hasn't had the best history in a not-so-distant past. You probably noticed that Albemarle has now popped up in the top 3 best returns of the 3 short-term time periods that we have looked at. And Nucor has as well, with the exception of the prior 3 months. 16 more dividend aristocrats are up more than 50% last year. 24 more are up more than 20%. And 17 additional aristocrats have rewarded investors with a positive 1 year return, but one that is lower than the average market return. This leaves only 5 aristocrats that have lost investors money during the past year. They are Colgate Palmolive with a 1.22% loss. Brown Foreman with a 1.67% loss. McCormick and Company with a 9.73% loss. Hormel with an 11.19% loss and Clorox with an 18.98% loss. Hopefully you did not invest money in these companies a year ago. Or alternatively, maybe you're considering adding capital to these 5 beaten up aristocrats that have not kept up with the dividend aristocrat index this year. Earning great short-term returns is always nice, but I am a long-term investor. And as such, I don't overly concern myself with short-term market movements. While it's nice to latch onto a stock as it runs up 100%, I'd much rather catch a stock that will offer strong double-digit growth during the next 3 years or 10 years. With that said, let's see what these 65 dividend aristocrats offered investors during the last 3 years. And these are annualized returns, which is the compounded annual return equivalent to owning each stock for the last 3 years. Before we take a look at the best performers, I have to disclose that Amcor does not have enough data to compute a 3 year annualized return, therefore the data is trimmed to the remaining 64 aristocrats. The best dividend aristocrat to own during the last 3 years was West Pharma, with a 60.04% 3 year annualized return. Wow, that is just a phenomenal growth rate over a 3 year period. West Pharma is more than 10% better than the next best dividend aristocrat. In second place we have Target with a 49.37% 3-year annualized rate of return. Another amazing rate of return over a 3-year period. Come to think of it, I recall headlines that Amazon was going to put Target out of business about 3 years ago. Perhaps it may have been 4 years ago. But boy that sure didn't happen. And what a run Target has had during the last 3 years. We need to take another 10% drop to find the next best dividend aristocrat. In third place we have S&P Global with a 38.77% annualized rate of return that narrowly edges out the fourth best dividend aristocrat, which was none other than Albermalle with a 38.25% annualized rate of return. Two very very strong rates of return from these solid companies. Lowe's rounds out the top five with a pretty close 37.25% 3-year annualized return. I personally own Lowe's and West Pharma and I have owned shares of Target that I purchased in 2017 but have since sold. Whenever I get asked about the worst trades I have made, I mainly talk about stocks I have sold too early, rather than the losers I have purchased in the past. While I still infrequently liquidate positions today, sometimes it bites me in the rear. So I really try to be a buy and hold investor as much as I can. Three more aristocrats had 30% plus 3 year annualized rates of return. They were Sherwin Williams, Sintas, and T. Rowe Price. 12 aristocrats had 20% plus rates of return. 23 aristocrats had double digit rates of return that were below 20% and 19 aristocrats finished the last 3 years with single digit annualized rates of return. This leaves only 2 dividend aristocrats that would have lost you money during the last 3 years. That's not a bad number. What are the odds you'd pick 2 of the worst 64 dividend aristocrats 3 years ago? In case you're wondering who they are, we have Exxon, the 3rd best 1 year return aristocrat that would have lost you 1.04% per year during the last 3 years, and Walgreens that lost 13.08% on average per year during the last 3 years. You may have noticed that as we stretch the time period from less than a year and one full year to three years, the average returns tighten and move closer to a long-term average market return. The further out in time we go, the closer these average rates of return should move. Let's see which dividend aristocrats were the best investment during the last five years. Again, Amcor is excluded since there isn't enough data. 
The best dividend aristocrat of the last five years was again West Pharma, with a 42.02% five-year annualized return. The second best aristocrat of the last five years was Target, with a 34.29% return. Both are excellent rates of return that would please all investors. And you may think that the difference between earning 42.02% versus 34.29% per year during the last five years doesn't sound very significant. And you'd be wrong. That extra 7.73% per year amounts to about 140% more total return over a five-year period. I'd certainly prefer to have 140% more money, and I'm sure you would too. Okay, let's finish out the top five. In third place, we have Cintas with a 34% rate of return that is very close to Target's return. Fourth is S&P Global again, with a 32.52% return. And in fifth place, we have Sherwin-Williams with a 32.35% return. So West Pharma takes a distinctive lead, with the trailing four aristocrats all being relatively close. Matter of fact, two more aristocrats have five-year returns in excess of 30%. Tiro has a return rate of 31.5%. And Lowe's clocks in at 30.85%. 12 additional aristocrats offered returns in excess of 20%. 23 aristocrats offered double-digit rates of return. And 18 offered more modest single-digit rates of return. This leaves four aristocrats that would have lost you money during the last five years. Of course, assuming you bought the position five years ago and just held on to it. The losers are Federal Realty Trust, AT&T, Cardinal Health, and Walgreens. Do you recall earlier when I stated that as we move further out in time, the average rates of return should move closer to the mean? Well, the average rate of return for the 3-year period was 16.42%, and the average rate of return for the 5-year period is 14.61%. So as you can see, the returns are in fact moving closer together. And I presume the same trend will be evident if we move out to the last 10-year period. 10 years is a long time to hold on to a stock. And if you have been invested in equities during the last 10 years, you likely enjoyed the above-average returns the market has offered. Let's see which of the current 64 dividend aristocrats was the best one to buy 10 years ago. Any guesses? If you guessed West Pharma, you would be correct. The stock has rewarded patient investors with a 38.37% 10-year annualized rate of return that most professional fund managers cannot even attain. For all of you math nerds out there, that's more than a 2,000% cumulative return, which means your original investment would multiply more than 20 times and it would take less than $50,000 to turn you into a millionaire. The second best aristocrat to buy 10 years ago was Cintas, with a 30.9% annualized rate of return, another outstanding rate of return during a 10-year period. The third best aristocrat to buy 10 years ago was S&P Global, that had a 29.33% annualized rate of return. The fourth best was Sherwin-Williams, with a 28.47% rate of return. And fifth best was Lowe's, with a 27.58% rate of return. Four more dividend aristocrats finished the last 10 years with annualized rates of return higher than 20%. They are A.O. Smith, NextEra Energy, Target, and Illinois Toolworks. These were the absolute best dividend aristocrats to buy 10 years ago. They all would have grown your money at significantly faster rates than the market average. If we consider the S&P to be a good benchmark for the average market return. For perspective purposes, SPY, one of the most popular S&P 500 ETFs, had a 15.49% annualized rate of return during the last 10 years. So the best 5 dividend aristocrats would give you about double the rate of growth versus the S&P. Actually, 20 of the current dividend aristocrats have outpaced SPY during the last 10 years. Let me just read them off so you know which aristocrats have beaten SPY during the last decade. I already mentioned the top 9 that all had a rate of return above 20%, so I'll pick right up with number 10. And that is Roper Technologies, followed by ADP, Abbott Labs, AbbVie, Albermalley, Cincinnati Financial, Dover, Tiro, Air Products and Chemicals, PPG Industries, and Ecolab. The remaining 44 dividend aristocrats did not beat the S&P, but 31 of them would have still given investors a double-digit rate of return, which is a pretty good return over a decade. Only one current dividend aristocrat would have lost you money had you bought it 10 years ago. Albeit the loss isn't significant, but nobody wants to take a loss on a 10-year investment. 
Inflation goes up every year, even more so this year. So technically speaking, this modest loss looks worse if we view it from an inflationary perspective. So the absolute worst dividend aristocrat of the last decade is IBM, with a loss of 0.4% on an annualized rate. And in case you're thinking that at least you would have received a pretty good dividend stream from IBM during this decade, to compensate for this loss, my returns are actually inclusive of dividends, and also assume those dividends were reinvested. So IBM's dividend stream, and reinvestment of those dividends, wasn't even high enough to compensate for the share price decline. The average of all the 64 10-year rates of return is 14.35%, which is only a little bit lower than the average of the 5-year returns. Okay, so now that we have seen which dividend aristocrats made the best investment during the past decade, and which ones you hopefully avoided, what can we do with this information? Or rather, how can we use this information to benefit us going forward? Well, the biggest thing you can take away from here is that there is a huge benefit from owning more than one stock. Had you opted to invest in only one stock 10 years ago from amongst these 65 aristocrats, there was a 1 in 65 chance you would lose money. If instead you chose at least two different companies to invest in, even if you picked the two worst aristocrats, you would still finish the decade with a positive return. It would still be a very crappy return, but at least you would lose money. And if you opted to pick 10 of these aristocrats, the absolute worst possible combination would give you a 4.4% annualized growth rate. That sounds like a pretty low rate of return, but it would still grow your original investment a little more than 50% in 10 years. And the odds that you would pick the 10 worst aristocrats are astronomically low. I mean, you would really have to have some bad luck to do so. Statistically speaking, if you pick 10 of these aristocrats, you should have a 10-year rate of return that is somewhere in the vicinity of the average rate of return of all 64 of them, which was 14.35%. That's a solid rate of return that would just about quadruple your money in 10 years. Aside from the benefit of being diversified, you should pay attention to which aristocrats kept popping up near the top of the list at each time interval. It's likely that these companies were able to reward investors with above-average returns, because they are better businesses than the other companies. If you would dig into their financials from the last 10 years, you'd likely see that they grew their revenues and earnings per share at very strong rates. They likely improved their operating margins and sought to expand their businesses. They probably also have better-than-average dividend growth rates in comparison to the lower-performing aristocrats. Now, if you can forecast which aristocrats will be able to continue this growth best in the future, then you might be able to align your portfolio with that growth. On a monthly basis, I talk about three strategies I came up with to pick the 10 best dividend aristocrats each month. I haven't backtested any of them, so I can't tell you that they have worked during the last X number of years. But in theory, to me they make sense, and they are all very simple to follow. I've been tracking each strategy since August of this year, so just the last 3 full months. And over this period of time, each strategy is doing better than Noble, the Dividend Aristocrat ETF. If you like investing in Dividend Aristocrats, and you are looking for a way to find the best ones each month, you should take a look at my strategies. Perhaps you'll find value in my work. And if not, at least you'll get a different perspective to picking dividend stocks. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to consume this content in a video format, you are welcome to visit my YouTube channel. Just search for Long Acres Finance on YouTube and you'll find more of me. If you'd like to reach me directly, you can do so by emailing me at longacresfinance at gmail.com. If you would like to support this channel, you can do so on Patreon and unlock the additional benefits offered there. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful day.